0: You know how willing are you to let love in do you have all these blocks are you afraid to be vulnerable so your mindset can bring the guy in but your heart determines can you let him in can you give out you know love and that determines a lot in the relationship obviously and then there's energy your energy is what people are feeling from you so what i say to women is your energy determines like whether he's going to choose you or not so the mindset is bringing him in bringing more of what you want in the heart is Okay, but then how deep can we go with this man and are you going to be terrified of him even though you're, he's a great guy because your ex, are, for example, right. are you going to be open right. to love? And your energy is what are you radiating? Are you confident?
1: Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach, Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, Move past fear and blocks and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. Now today we're in for a treat. We have the incredible Nicole Moore, who is a love coach. She's one of my newest, yet probably one of the closest friends that I have. And I'm so excited to get to know her better. And I'm so excited to introduce her to all of you listening. So Nicole is the creator of the Love Works Method. She's helped hundreds of powerful, influential women find their ideal romantic partner in record time. For example, she helped a client who had been single for 10 years find her dream man in just 90 days. Nicole started her company while she was in a relationship she thought would lead to marriage. Instead, it resulted in emotional abuse and her boyfriend cheating on her. Not good. Suddenly single as a life coach, Nicole had to start following her own advice and take every step she'd ever taught her clients, and it worked. She found her dream man exactly one year after that, following her own program. She has three life coaching certifications, including a certification from New York University. She's been featured in Money Magazine, Magazine, Inc. Mag, and TheGreatest.com, or excuse me, Greatest.com, and she lives in Encinitas, California with her husband and little son. So welcome, Nicole. So excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. This is an amazing and very juicy topic that we're going to cover today, but first I want to ask you all about the turning point that you had that led you to do this work or maybe Mm -hmm. led you to some of your big shifts that Mm -hmm. uh, set you down this path of being a love coach?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, first I decided to become a life coach and how I decided that I had no, I was working in an office job doing public relations I personally hated it. I was like in this office with a lot of people who had been there for like 40 years and I kept looking around going, oh my God, if I stay stay here, I'm going to become them. And no, you know, if if you have an office job, if that works for you, that's great. But it didn't work for me. Like I really hated having to ask someone just to like go to the bathroom or the doctor's office. And so I just would sit at my desk and I'd be like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something. I want to help people. And I went to a landmark education uh, seminar, they're a personal development company, and this girl stood on stage and she's like, I'm 24 years old and I'm training to be a life coach. And that was like a light bulb moment for me. I think I was was 26 or 27 at the time. And I, I didn't know you could be young and be a life coach. I mean, back then, even just five years ago, it wasn't like a really popular thing, right? To be a life coach. And so I saw the possibility and I immediately went home. I started Googling, researching life coaching schools and I quit my job. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I went to Bali for two weeks, but I knew if I stayed there, I would be miserable. So I just kind of leaped and trusted that I would find my thing. And I, I, you know, I went to NYU to get coaching certification. And, you know, when I was at class one, I just had this feeling of, I'm going to be good at this. And I felt so wrong in an office. Like I really would look at everyone and go like, I don't know how everyone is doing this, but I, maybe I just don't know how to work. Like I made it about me <laughs> being wrong. Right. And then I realized what I was supposed to be doing. So I started training to be a life coach and then everyone coming my way, I kid you not just wanted to talk about love <laughs> like, every woman. And at the time, I thought I had my soulmate. I really did. I thought I had my soulmate. I thought I had the love of my life. I'm like, I want everyone else to have the love that I do. So I started my business then. And then that relationship, you know, after four years, when I started going forward in my business, um, became abusive and dark and the cheating was not even like the worst of it. And I really had to face this moment of, I'm scared. I'm scared to leave this relationship. Um, but I've got to do it for me. And I, I left. And then I was like, okay, the real work begins. Now it's time where, you know, it's not just we teach what we need to learn. It's I've got to live every single thing that I teach, but it was the best thing because from that really, you know, I was working on my method and my love works method. But during that time I got to really live it in such a deep way that now I know it works. Um, for certain. So those were the big turning points. It was like saying yes to my
1: vision, even though I didn't really know what my vision was, but I knew I didn't want this. And then really having to walk
0: my talk along the way.
1: I love that. There's so many juicy nuggets in there that I want to unpack. First of all, you had that feeling and that calling for something else. Uh, like you said, for anyone working in the office job and that's their thing, great. But there's a lot of people who are in the cubicle and like you said, they don't wanna ask for permission to take a day off or you know, they're sick of making money for someone else's dream and you had that gut instinct. So where do you think the courage came from for you to say, okay, it's time to quit. I don't exactly know what I'm doing but I have to do something else.
0: Okay, well this is the honest truth, okay? I got a check from my stepdad. At, yeah, he's still my stepdad. But I got a check from my stepdad at the time and it was not it wasn't like for a huge amount of money, but it was for enough money that I thought, "Oh, like this is going to give me a little bit of cushion." I know most people don't have that, but here's what I thought. Because I kept waiting for, "Oh, like you know, when I have XYZ in place." And then I got the check and my mind still wanted to say, "No." no, now's not the right time. And I had to have a conversation with myself. Like I felt like I was literally like standing at the top of a ledge. And I kept thinking, it's so funny because we think when I have X, Y, Z, then I'll be ready to do it. And then it really got to me. I was like, wow, oh no, like you have some money now. It was not nearly enough, right, to start a business and all of that. I didn't know that at the time. But I was like, if you don't do it now, when will you? And I knew my mind could convince me just to keep staying out of safety and security. And for me I just got to this point where I was like, I'm not happy. Like I would be upset on Sunday, like really upset, um, to look looking forward to Monday, you know, and I didn't want that for myself. And um I just I got to the point where it was enough pain that I said no more. And I knew I knew I had to I had to jump. And I knew there was never going to I realized I was never going to feel fully safe to jump. I was just fooling myself that that moment was
1: somehow in the future. And really, I just had to jump and figure it out along the way. Yeah, I think that's so true. I experienced the same thing. I didn't have necessarily a parent give me a check, but I had to take out a student loan to move to London (laughs) and to start my master's program. And it wasn't the easiest thing. There were plenty of moments where I could have said, No, I just need to do the safe thing, not follow my heart. You know, we all have the opportunity to uh, put on the brakes and to continue to stay in that box that we're currently in. And it's not going to feel easy. It's not going to feel like you have everything figured out, but you have to follow your heart. Otherwise, year after year, that feeling's still going to be there, but nothing will have changed. Exactly. So you also kind of glossed over this, but you said there was a two week period where you were in Bali. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah I just had always wanted to go to
0: Bali <laughs> and so um, it, at the time it felt crazy like I, I mean I booked a ticket it wasn't it was like a coach ticket. now I'd be like, okay, I'm flying business class but at the time it felt like a lot of money right to spend on a ticket to Bali and I was going by myself, but I just really felt like I had to do this whole like system reset like I I went and I was like I've just got to go figure it out and for some reason Bali felt like the place to go and and figure it out and it was It was a beautiful experience, but I also realized something, like, my mind, I realized when I quit my job, and I realized when I went to Bali, that I thought, like, my outside circumstances were making me miserable, and the really cool thing was, well, I didn't feel cool at the time, but it was a great lesson, that it was really my mindset (laughs) that was making me miserable, and I saw that because, like, for example, I was in Bali, and I noticed I still had that, like, what am I going to do with my day, and what's the right thing to do, and I was like, maybe I'm going to miss out, and all the, And all I was really supposed to be doing was soul searching, you know, so it was this really beautiful experience of me understanding that no matter where I'm at, it's my mindset ultimately that's going to help me feel either really great about where I'm at or really kind of crappy about where I'm at. So I had a good time, but I also didn't have a good time because of where my mindset was at at the time.
1: Yeah, I get that as well. I remember when I first moved to London, it was that thing that I'd been wanting and been dreaming about. And then I got here and realized I was still stressed out in that quarter life crisis, focused on everything that was going wrong. And so I had to do a lot of work in that area as well. So Mm -hmm. the other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of what you said was a little bit about how you transitioned from life coaching to love coaching. So for a lot of people, even if they had the amazing relationship, they wouldn't necessarily know how to help other people with that. So where did you learn? um, Or how did you start to create your love works method? Was it in that initial period of building building your business? Or did it take some time for that to manifest?
0: Um, so I have I've had been studying personal development for a long time. I joined a very serious, um, like spiritual school when I was 23 years old. So I kind of had like my, I, you know, I had a severe stomach problem when I was in my 21, 22 and I couldn't drink alcohol at the time I was in college. It was like, that's my life is over. (laughs) But, um, I couldn't go out like I I literally was like now it's a crazy thought right like of course I just go out but I couldn't go out and so I just would stay home and study and I would read spiritual books like that's what I did (laughs) on Friday I would go to like borders and read spiritual books so I was on this path for a while of spirituality and studying and personal development. And then I came across a book called A Course in Miracles. And that's the foundation of so much of what I teach. And that book is really just, it really just, kind of as a foundation on what is the difference between fear and love and how do you actually um, love? It's not like a super religious text or anything like that, but um, I loved it. At the time though, I felt kind of weird because I was like, I don't know anyone else who's reading this. And then I found Gabby Bernstein and I was like, oh my God, at least somebody else is doing this too. But um, so I had been studying for a long time. Also in my life history, I mean, I don't have to go into the whole story, but um, I was on the path to be a love teacher because of my history. So how I grew up, um, my parents literally never said, I love you to me, like, like ever. <laughs> like I never heard those words, actually until I was in my mid-20s. And um, I just uh, didn't experience a lot of, in my experience, a lot of love. I felt like I literally walk around thinking, what's wrong with me because my parents are supposed to love me and they don't. Now I know that they do and they did, but that's what I felt as a child. So I had very severe insecurity. I was like literally the most not confident person on the planet. I kid you not. I had so much like self hate. I mean, all of this stuff. And so, I was working and working and working and working on overcoming that for a very long time. And so I just was interested in love. Like I just, my company's called Love Works and I really wanted to figure out this thing. I was like, this has been the most painful thing because if you can imagine being a child who's never felt loved, what happens when you go and try and date men? Like it's not fun. <laughs> right? Like, what does happen? I, I went to crazy town. I mean, I I remember like literally not being able to sleep at night if I didn't get a text back from a guy I liked. It was crazy. And I just would, I mean, I remember like my first boyfriend was my first love. He was like a really great guy, but it was like, I just cling to him so much. It was insane. I couldn't like literally walk from the subway. I was in New York city at the time. I couldn't walk from exiting the subway to my apartment without calling him. Like I became so codependent and so enmeshed. And I thought he was the source of my love. And then that relationship broke up. And then it was like, I didn't know who I was. Like I didn't know who I was if I wasn't in love with someone, searching for love with someone, getting validation from someone. So I just had a lot of pain in the area of my love life and I wanted to really figure out how it worked. And so I studied, of course, in miracles. I studied so many different things to just kind of figure this thing out. And I started more than anything studying myself. Watching my reactions, watching my feelings, watching my fear, and kind of giving myself this internal education on what does it mean to actually be a loving person in a loving relationship.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. I love how you explained all of that and broke it down for us. I think it's so, so interesting, and I know for a lot of us who... Um, have some crazy stories when it comes to dating myself included. It's really refreshing to hear you speak so honestly about how you were showing up in life and how you were so codependent on these partners. And we all know that clingy isn't exactly the recipe for relationship success. So um, tell us a little bit about how you started to make transformations in your life. What were some of the first shifts that you made? Yeah. So,
0: okay. When I left the abusive, by the way, this was embarrassing. Okay. So I'm a love coach at this time having to leave a relationship that turned abusive. Like it was, I felt a lot of shame. I mean, and I was helping, this is the crazy thing. I mean, I was helping clients get engaged at the time and like I was helping so many other people and I felt like, oh my God, like what has happened in my own love life? But what I realized was, you know, okay, I'm very smart and all of this stuff, but in my love life, it was like, I call it the wounded little girl. It was like that little girl version of me had been running the show. So even though in other areas I looked you know, successful and accomplished, she was the one running the show. And that little girl believed that love was scarce. That little girl believed she had to fight for love. That little girl believed she was not good enough. So... had to get real with myself like okay nicole that's the part of you that attracted in this relationship so that's the part of you that you need to actually heal and i went really deep i got a picture of my you know myself as a child and i would sit and i would look at her every day and send her love and i did i would journal like sometimes like four hours a day at the time i do not have that time now but i would like connect with that part of me every single day, giving her healing, what do you need, giving her love, until I started to feel her heal. And I really believe that that's like fundamentally at the core of all relationships. I think relationships only don't work if you're a match, right? If it's your little girl and his little boy or girl, whatever, you know, orientation you're in or fear. Like those are the two things that don't make a relationship work. And so I really had to go in deep and heal that um, for myself. And when I did that, I attracted a man who is like literally the opposite of everything I experienced in my childhood. I literally wrote down, like, what are all the ways that I should have been loved that I wasn't loved? And it was like five or six things. And my husband, Mike, does those all in abundance. It's kind of crazy what I manifested.
1: Are you willing to give us a few examples? Yeah,
0: like for example, okay, um, you know, my mom watches all my stuff, so she will not be offended by this. She'll send me messages like, I saw your video, it was so amazing. But like when I was a little kid, like if I was sick um, and I was like, you know, vomiting or whatever, I would go to my mom and she would just kind of like shoo me away. Like I always had to like take care of myself on my own, you know? And that created this thing in me of, like, no one wants to take care of me. And Mike is just, like, the most caring individual on the planet. Like, he goes above and beyond. Like, it, it, it's crazy. Like, I have, a, like, a sore throat, and I went to a sister circle last night with my friends. And he's like, oh, my God, I was up all night, like, worried. I got back at 10, but he's like, I was up worried about, like, whether you were going to be okay. and Like, what did you need? But he's just so over the top, you know, caring in abundance and it's like everything I didn't receive I mean I for example never being told I love you or uh, positively affirmed you know he does that kind of stuff all the time he's always affirming me so it's pretty cool that when you actually heal this stuff like I think what's cool and what I love about working with love is like you're not doomed to what you experienced in the past at all you can totally transform and you can create the love that you want um at any moment it just takes going in and healing this stuff
1: Amazing. So I want to take a quick break. But after the break, I want all the listeners to understand a few simple steps that they can take if they're looking for love or even looking to heal that part of themselves like you just spoke about. And I really want to point out that this even works for other things. Like when you were talking about all the work you did to heal your little girl. I remember in the beginning of building my business, I had to do a ton of work on myself around my money story and my money mindset because I started my business with $30,000 in credit card debt, $90,000 in student loans, and I realized I had a really negative relationship with money, so everyone stay tuned. We're gonna come back in just a minute and cover all those juicy topics.
2: The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world, to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: everyone. It's Emily Williams. And this is the I Heart My Life show. And I have love coach Nicole Moore here with me today. So we were talking about um, creating the life that you want and the relationship that you want before the break. And Nicole was telling us about how she did a lot of work on her little girl and some of the experiences from her childhood. And that helped her attract this amazing man that ticks all the boxes and then some. So Nicole, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what people can do, some simple steps that they can take to start to attract love into their life if they're craving that relationship? Mm. Well, the first thing is
0: you have to have a vision and I don't believe in writing the list, okay? This is what I say, write your list, okay? Go ahead, it's fun writing the list of everything you want and more. But like the list itself isn't, I believe the list itself isn't enough because it could actually be like a bunch of different people. So what I recommend people do is, I call it a future vision, a future memory, but you think about, one moment in time that you want to experience with your man like one moment that it's like if you were looking back at your life you'd be like oh my god i can't believe that moment like it was everything so for example you might have a future memory of, you know, we're in Paris having a picnic in front of the Eiffel Tower with champagne and croissants and he's feeding me like a chocolate covered strawberry and we look so in love that, you know, um, people come by and they ask if they can take our picture and, you know, he gets out on his knee and he proposes, right? Like, so you create a vision that has a very specific energetic imprint. For example, that's different than me and my man are camping under the stars in Utah and we're like, like we have nothing but we're so happy and we're looking up at the stars right so you create a future vision that has you in it like mine was at a luxury hotel <laughs> you know looking out on the beach like you know we get room service and it's like the most amazing thing like I love food I love all of that stuff so you focus on that vision daily and it I believe it brings to you a person who's an energetic match for you who can kind of fit that puzzle piece so that's one step and then I recommend you just kind of go out and get yourself out there dating because online dating I really like, not because you necessarily have to meet your partner there, but um, everyone tells me I hate online dating. I wish I had like a dollar for everyone that told me that, but here's what I believe. If you put yourself online, you're going to see very quickly what your limiting beliefs are. You're going to see very quickly what's in the way. And I think when you're single, um, unless you're doing it consciously, it can actually be kind of dangerous because relationship is where you come up across the things that stop you from love, right? And so when you're single, you're kind of like not really seeing your patterns. So throw yourself online with the intention, not of I'm going to meet my man with like, I'm curious what must I be thinking and believing about love? Because you're gonna see it. Nothing, crickets, or men who just want sex, or you know, you're, uh, women who you know are unavailable. You're gonna see all of that when you go online. And then you gotta get your journal, you gotta meditate, and you gotta do the work to ask yourself, what must I be thinking and believing to be creating this? And then the next step is, okay, but what do I really desire? So for example, when I was online dating, I told myself, over and over again, I'm the woman who only attracts high-quality, you know, marriage-ready men online. And I didn't get that 100%, but I really would, like, sometimes I would meet guys who were, like, I'm saving myself for marriage and, like, just, like, really, like, really, really, really um, committed men. And I met men who, like, on the first date were saying they wanted to marry me, which was crazy. <laughs> it was also, I think evidence of, you know, my manifesting. So, um, you know, get your vision, then get out there to get the information that you need about your limiting beliefs, because you're not getting it if you're single. I promise you, you're not. And then from there, you got to do the mindset work to shift those beliefs. So you can have a different experience show up. So don't take what shows up first in your dating life as the truth. It's not, it's just the evidence of what you've been previously thinking and believing in the past. And you absolutely can shift it. I promise you that.
1: Yeah, you and I are on the same page with that. I truly believe that your current situation, it's not an indicator of what you're meant for, what's possible for you. It's just where you are right now. And it does take figuring out what those limiting beliefs are, what's beneath the surface, what the stories are, what the generation of programming is, that's causing you to stay in this place. Because once you transform that, then you can move out of it and track what you really do want. So we go into all of that in our programs when it comes to money. So it's very, very similar. And I'm Love learning, Loving learning about this. So, one of the things that you shared there was that you used to repeat a phrase. Can you share that again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, I am the woman. I am
0: is very important, right? You're activating that energy of the creator. I am the woman who only attracts high quality marriage ready men online. So before I went on my little app, I use Tinder primarily. That's where I met my husband. I would repeat that to myself. I would call in the energy of who I am on this app before I was dating. And I would literally envision myself as this magnet. And I was like, I don't care if there's millions of men who are, you know, not what I want. I'm like this magnet. I'm pulling the ones to me. Because I was like, they're there, right? They they exist. they exist. So they exist. why don't I tell myself that I'm the woman who's attracting all of them, you know, and and it really, really did work. I I attracted in a very, you know, very marriage ready, very relationship, family ready, amazing man.
1: Yeah, I met James on online as well on a very cheesy dating site, so it definitely can work. for all the people who don't have the belief in online dating. Um, And so I love that. I love the phrase, it's really simple and people can do that with relationships. I know for me, when I did it with money, I would say things like, I am a money magnet. I see myself with X amount of money and visualize myself getting on the plane and being upgraded to first class or business class and paint that whole picture. Like you were talking about that future memory of what's to come and really feel the energy of it. And I think that's such an important point because it needs to resonate with you personally. Your mm-hmm. future memory, the dream one, it might not appeal to everyone else, but it needs to be the thing that makes you feel really good and excitement and excited. Would you agree? Yeah,
0: totally. Everyone. That's why I'm, I'm saying like when you write down, like sometimes you think it's specific. Like I want a man, everyone wants a man who's over six feet tall, like you know what I mean? And wealthy. Like that's not really it, it's really like I believe that. I mean, I really believe everyone has like a, a, a match out there, and I, I think that there's probably like at least more than one because this is an abundant universe. But I think, especially in relationships, and this is like the same for like ideal clients too, like there's just like these energetic matches, you know, it's like you can be with someone who has all of these amazing qualities on paper, but then there's someone that you just feel like, God, we're so resonant. And it's not like you're like the same person, but there's just this quality of like, we really, um, we really match, we're resonant, we gel together. And I think you get that from attracting on energy and feeling rather than a list of criteria of what you think you need to be happy in a relationship.
1: That's so true. I feel like James, I I feel like I manifested him as well. I had him on my vision board and I had all of these different things like you're talking about, but he's different than what I envisioned myself with in a lot of ways. And then in a lot of ways, those, those differences are better than I could have imagined. And so I feel like sometimes we think we know what we want, but when we write it out on paper, we're kind of losing the feeling that we get from the relationship.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So tell us a little bit about your work with clients. So you explained a little bit about developing the Love Works method, but how would you explain that in a nutshell?
0: Yeah. So I mean the Love Works method, it's I developed it um, you know, based on my own life, based on also coaching clients. And I just kind of what I believe at the end of the day is in alignment. So I'm trying to help you not just find a boyfriend. I don't even care about you just finding a boyfriend. <laughs> I want you to find the, the, the one who's a match for you, you know? And we're not just like, let's rope in a man over here at Love Works. It's like the right one. And so I believe to do that, you have to be aligned. And the way I talk about it is in terms of love alignment, in terms of your mindset and your heart and your energy. So I explain it to women this way. Your mindset, what you believe about love. Do you believe the kind of man you want even exists? Do you believe he would want you? All of those things determine the quality of the man that comes in. It's just true. The higher your mindset in any area of your life, right, the higher quality experiences come in. I talk about it like, you know, um, if there's a penthouse and the 12th floor is the penthouse and that's where your ideal man is and you're on floor eight going like, uh, where is he? I don't want these men. (laughs) Mindset brings you up, right, to the penthouse. That's where he is. But then your heart that's um you know how willing are you to let love in do you have all these blocks are you afraid to be vulnerable so your mindset can bring the guy in but your heart determines can you let him in can you give out you know love and that determines a lot in the relationship obviously and then there's energy your energy is what people are feeling from you so what i say to women is your energy determines like whether he's going to choose you or not so the mindset is bringing him in, bringing more of what you want in. The heart is, okay, but then how deep can we go with this man? And are you going to be terrified of him, even though you're he's a great guy because your ex, are, for example? Right. Are you going to be open right. to love? And your energy is, what are you radiating? Are you confident? Are you attractive? Are you insecure? Or are you you know, secure. And the energy is just what people feel when they're around you. So I believe all those things have to be in alignment as close as possible to, you know, 100% uh, without being perfectionistic. And when you're there, it's like very easy, actually, to attract in the right person from that state.
1: I love that. And so it's energy, it's heart set, it's mindset. And I assume that people also have to take action. So what do you recommend that they do as they're working on the inner world? hmm okay so well for your mindset like I said go
0: out see what's happening and then you know work on work on your beliefs the mindset is really a daily practice of you know writing your new beliefs saying your new beliefs getting them into your system until you believe them um for your heart it's really about doing a lot of forgiveness work um I do this whole thing with my clients where I help them fill in I call it their love cracks but there are these moments that happen when we're a child like my father left, or I remember for me, like I studied abroad in France when I was in the fifth grade. Like you know, I went to Nice, France, and um, you know I was my sister also. When I have a twin sister, and our whole class kind of went, and we stayed with the family for a long time. And um, one day, everyone got presents in the class from their family, except for me. Mm-hmm. Love crack right? That was a moment where I'm sitting there embarrassed going, okay, this must be evidence that I'm not loved. This must be evidence. So we all have those moments. And I believe that when you have that energy in your heart, it's like a magnetic attractor to exactly what you don't want. And I believe that life brings us like experiences to help us unleash that energy, right? So it's like, I attracted in my narcissistic cheating ex to help me finally unleash that energy That was in my heart the whole time so I could attract someone different. So for that heart piece, it really is going back and asking yourself, like, what were those moments? Sometimes it's painful, right? And being willing to let the emotion run up and out of your body and feel it through so your heart is actually clean again. And then for energy, I love teaching this stuff. (laughs) There's tons of exercises. It's obvious. women that you can do to really have a confident energy. Like I really used to be so insecure. I would walk around with my hair like this. I didn't want anyone to see me. Like it was terrible. So like I teach my clients little things. Like even if you're if you're a woman, I guess you could do this if you're a man. And you're just like walking around and you see any guys that you like and you think in your head. Like you don't even say out loud. Think in your head as you're looking at them. Like I know you want me. This is confronting for a lot of women but I promise you it works because it just kind of switches the energy around, right? And if you start doing that, like my clients have men, run after them in airports to ask them out. I mean, it's just, um, there's so many different fun things you can do to actually almost fake a confident energy at first until you actually feel it for yourself. Um, And the more confident you are, the more attractive you are. It's just, just, we all love a confident person, right?
1: Totally, oh, I love that. I hope list some of the listeners try that the next time they're in the airport or wherever out in the public place, and we'll tell them how they can get in touch with you later on. but I'm sure you'd love to hear some stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I have people either with me
1: all the time like
0: I was listening to a training call of yours or something, and you know, I got asked out or I mean I, or I found the love of my life, you know, so I always love hearing those stories for sure.
1: Amazing. Yeah. So tell us about your clients. I know that you had one client who was single for, I think like a decade. Did I read? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then she found love very quickly. So tell us a little bit about your clients and their successes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, have, I've said, okay, I, I there's like actually five different types I've realized of single women. I have a whole webinar on this, but, um, there's one type in particular that I tend to attract a lot and that's what I call the totally single total catch. So this is the woman and you look at her and you're like, why are you single? You're beautiful. You're successful. Like, and everyone's telling her that, you know, and her thing is, if you put her in front of the kind of man that she really wants, he's on a pedestal to her, you know? So, <clears throat> excuse me, her energy is not confident. You know, she's not attracting him in. But I have clients who are called chronically single. They've been single a very 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 long time so um i kind of helped each one in a little bit of a different way but um you know one of my clients her father abandoned her so can you imagine that and she was dating and she wasn't attracting and the kind of men she wanted at all and she really wanted to start a family and so we we did that work we did that love crack work we helped her heal to where she got actually got like okay my father took this action but he did not love me and i know that sounds like an intellectual understanding But I promise you, for her, it was like her whole body resonated with that truth. And then very quickly after that, she met her man. He proposed within six months. And everyone was like, or some of her family was like, is that too soon? But like, they just were really a great match. And they got married, had a beautiful ceremony. Now I'm always liking their baby picture on, you know, Facebook. I have other clients like, you know, one of my clients, she was single for like a really long time too. She was living at home with her parents. Her business was failing. She was like, I can't work on my love life because of this, you know. But she decided to work with me. She met her man within two months. He paid off some of her debt. He, She's gluten-free. He, like, stocked his entire house with gluten-free foods, like, on their third or fourth date just to, like, surprise her and make her feel comfortable. He flew her to Iceland. They got engaged in Croatia. Like, now they're married. Like, you know, so I'm really glad that she didn't wait to, you know, find the love of her life. And, um, I mean, I have so many, many beautiful stories of clients that went from you know even from you know as low as abusive relationships to with the love of their life so like what I believe to be true is if you have a desire for love it is in your heart for a reason and there's no like this is the reason why I can't find love that I will believe sometimes I say like go ahead and send me your reason I promise you I'll send you an example of a woman that I've helped um, with that specific reason
1: because I don't believe any of
0: them anymore at this point. On that note,
1: let's pause for a second. So no excuses. Now is the perfect time to find love regardless of where you're at and where your mindset is and what you've experienced. When we come back, we're going to continue talking to love coach Nicole Moore, and she'll give us more insight on how you two can find the love of
3: your life. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus.
2: The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutLoud.com. Glitcher your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24 7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: All right, everyone, it's Emily Williams here, and we're back with Nicole Moore, the incredible love coach, on today's episode. So, Nicole, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your business. So, I know that you've created a seven figure business in a relatively short amount of time. So, tell us a little bit more about how you move forward with all of those big dreams. You created the Love Works method, we got that. So, how did you start to really grow this work in the world? Yeah.
0: I mean, being a great coach is not enough, unfortunately. <laughs> you got to know how to run a business. So I, I, I mean, I really realized that for myself, um, that I think what has made me part of what has made me successful is, um, and maybe this is my PR degree or my background in that maybe it all came together. But I feel like I really understand um, marketing really, really well. And not sleazy marketing, like love-based marketing, but I think my gift is understanding how to communicate a message clearly to an audience over time to get them to be raving fans and really interested in in working with me, you know? So I started out, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I hired a coach. You know, I really believe that if you're trying to start a business, you should have a business coach. <laughs> like, why would you ever try to figure out all of the steps on your own like I didn't know how to build up business I knew how to do my coaching, right? But those are two very different things.
1: And I, I knew well, how to Well, even cope. then, you went and you got certifications in coaching. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. I got trained in how. And so I knew I had to hire um, a business coach. So I did that and I learned how to build an audience, you know, um, how to communicate, how to do sales. And um, I, I really studied and followed what my coach told me. And then after that worked, you know, I, I tweaked it. I, I made it my own. I came up with my own formulas. But the first thing I did was give myself over to someone and say, hey, help me. I want to be successful. This is my vision. This is my goal. Show me how to help me get there. So I don't think I would be where I'm at now. I know I wouldn't if I hadn't gotten in community and gotten um, support. And I think for me, the two things that I really worked on a lot were the marketing and then the sales. Because if you don't have those things, you might be really great at what you do but you do not have a business
1: love it and so when you say that you worked on the marketing and the sales you, you come across as like a really confident person and like you said you did some pr work before <laughs> so what did you have to tweak in terms of marketing and sales Okay. So for
0: marketing, I had to learn how to communicate to my audience. Like, and, and I, I really believe in just like getting out there and doing it and putting content out there. But I had to learn how to move them emotionally, right? Not, not just like, here's my thoughts right? There's a place for that, right? Maybe on Instagram stories. But with my email list, with my audience, I ha- I, I take it very seriously. I'm like, this. I'm in their email inbox. Are they going to read my email or not? Are they going to be impacted? So I set the goal for Every single piece of communication that I put out that it could actually help someone with what they're wanting. And that changed the game for me when I wasn't just like, you know. And again, I think you have to do that in the beginning because doing something is better than doing nothing. But I stopped just throwing stuff out there. And I started being very intentional. What is the overall message I want people to get? Like you heard me talk about love alignment, right? I talk about that all of the time because I believe in it in the depth of my being but also i'm very specifically communicating certain messages over time so i have the overarching message of my business and my brand and then i know within that what are the key pieces that i want to be communicating over time and then within that it's okay how do i teach this so everything that i do i package it in such a way where i'm trying to really help someone get a result from just that so you know on my youtube videos it's like people email me all the time i have the amount of people that i have that have messaged me saying you like i'm their free love coach like i'm so many people's free love coach and i don't i don't i don't feel bad about that i'm happy about that you know so some people just by following my free stuff actually get their result and I think that is a big key up to why I'm so successful because I actually really give you know but A Course in Miracles which I study all the time says to have give so I believe in giving really amazing but also very um, thought-out content all of the time somebody could get the result if they wanted but then so many people work with me because they want to and they want to help me get there so that was the marketing and then sales, <laughs> um, how much time do we have? <laughs> sales was a hard one for me um, because I'm a very empathic individual. I feel everything. And I don't know how your calls are, Emily, but on my calls, it's like, here's all the trauma that happened in my love life. And here, you know, it's deep. And so I had to learn energy boundaries. I had to learn... Um, how to help someone say yes. I mean, when people get on the phone with me, what I know for sure is they're in a tremendous amount of fear and they're not saying yes to love. And I have to help someone on the phone get out of all of that fear and see the possibility, see that I could help them, see it could work for them and help them say yes. So it's like somebody's walking up to me in a ton of fear and I have to on a, you know, hour long phone call help them get out of that and help them say, yes. So I had to really, really, really develop my own sales system and process to make that easier for me. Because the honest truth is at the beginning, it felt so incredibly hard. There were many moments where I was crying, like, I don't know how to do this, you know, but that was all the journey for me to figure out actually how to make it work for me.
1: Oh, I totally resonate with that. I had a period of 54 no's in a row. And I was mm. like, it cannot get worse than this. Like, what am I doing wrong? And someone said to me, She was like, wow, I can't believe you attracted that many people. And looking back, that is amazing. I attracted 54 people, but they all said no. And that does not feel good when you're trying to get your business off the ground and mm. make it work. So I love that. Mm. And I love that you shared how important it is to give and to give valuable content because that's how people get to know you, that's how they trust you, that's how they love you. Um, So that's so, so key. And I know that you go above and beyond with people in your videos and your emails and everything that you put out there because you do really care and you want people to find that relationship of their dreams. Mm-hmm. yeah I love it <laughs> I love it when people email me and they're like like I had somebody email me yesterday and she's like
0: I thank god that you're in my life like I've never met her she's never even emailed me before apparently she's been following me and like when I don't do a flirty friday that's my youtube video I put out every friday if I don't people are like emailing like oh my god like, did I miss the flirty friday video and like, so it's just this really cool thing uh People are enjoying the concept that I'm putting out there. It's helping them. And then when they're ready, right? It, I've seen this now. I've tracked it over time. <laughs> like when they're ready, they will sign up. They will do some of my programs. So it's this beautiful energy that I have now of like, I'm not like, I need you to sign up for me to be okay. It's more like, here's this amazing opportunity. Here's how I can help you. You know what I mean? And so do you want to step into this or not? Whereas the beginning of my business, it was like need. It was like the like, things like- I should my love life. Yeah, yeah right? I need you. Yeah, <laughs> Of course. Of course I was getting the nose. as, you know, you got the 54 yeah. no's, like, of course.
1: <laughs> so in the form that you filled out before our interview, one of my favorite things that you said was that if someone doesn't listen to the fact that they desire love, that feeling's not going to go away over time. And so they might as well just take action and follow that. And we kind of touched on that already in terms of how they can start right now, there's no excuse, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that desire and how people can trust it instead of pretend it doesn't exist, ignore it, or make themselves wrong for it, and that's really any desire, not just relationships
0: yeah, I mean, it is in your heart like this I've just seen this with women I mean women women who've been abused, women who've been single for a long time, they're on the phone with me, you know they they want it. I'm like, you're following my content for a reason, right like and so I think that like what I tell women is. You don't have a desire in your heart to be a gold medal Olympian snowboarder. I mean, maybe somebody watching is and go do for it. go do that, or, or listening is. Sorry, but um, I, um, you have the desire in your heart for a reason. You have the desire if it wasn't meant for you. There are some desires that are not in your heart. You might not want to be the president of the United States, for example, but some people do. So I really feel like the desires are dropped in and then they're in our heart, and then we become aware of them. And it's our opportunity to fulfill them. And what I say to my clients is, your desire is your future self telling you what's coming. Your job is to follow that, right? And so a big key in finding love is faith. And I've, I've been obsessed for years about how do I teach someone to have faith? How do I teach someone to... Believe and I think it really is something internal But you have to believe that because the desires in your heart. It's meant for you And then you have to go step two You have to believe that whatever you believe in is helping you get there Because if you're trying to do a desire on your own, it is kind of like it can be a scary process It can feel like a lot of work, but I believe that everything in the universe is helping you get there now Sometimes it's hey work with this person. That's the help sometimes. It's hey, read this book. People don't always realize, but I think when you say you have a desire and you claim it, the universe goes, here's the opportunity to get it. And it's your job to spot the opportunity. And it might be the, the thing immediately, but it might be an opportunity to get it. And um, it just feels better at the end of the day to believe that you're supposed to have your desires than not. So why not just feel that, you know, because It's very lonely, it's very sad, it's very painful when you have this desire in your heart and then you also have the thought that it's not meant for you. And I tell my clients this a lot. How do you tell if something is true or false? Well, if it's false, it feels bad. If it's true, it feels good. So if you think of your desire, just be in the pure desire, that feels really good. And then go and think, I can't have it. I can't find love because of XYZ. I Y, Z. I can't build my business because of X, Y, Z. And if you have an immediate negative bad feeling, that is your indication right there. The bad feeling is your indication that that thought is not true. So you gotta let it go and you gotta believe because it feels good.
1: And feeling good helps you manifest your desires even easier. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I feel like there's almost an epidemic of dream doubters out there and people who are waiting and staying inside the box and feeling these little like insights and clues that they're meant to do something different or follow something or find something, but they're not taking the action and they're not believing it and they're just letting it pass them by and living this like depressing existence. I know that's kind of dramatic, but it's true. That's like my biggest fear is that people wake up one day and realize that a decade has gone by and they haven't moved any closer to their dreams. So I think it's so important that people hear what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's why I quit my job. (laughs) Because I just, I I mean, I had the good fortune to see, and, and this is my interpretation of these people, right? I don't know. But I felt like I was watching people who, everyone in the office would complain about their jobs but they'd been there for 40 years. <laughs> and I'm like, there's there's something off about this because life is supposed to be this grand adventure, right? Where it's like, I have this desire. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna figure it out and I'm making it happen. And the journey's so exciting. And like, if you're not doing that, what is the point? If you see something that somebody has and you get lit up about it, that means you're, even if you get jealous about it, you teach this a lot, yeah. I know. It means you're supposed to have it, so go and get it because life wouldn't show you. Like, I don't think life is like, ha you know, here's this little <laughs> desire. You can't get it. It's like, here, I want you to have this. I want you to have this. I believe this now because of my son, Luke, because I see how I want him to have everything. And I'm a spiritual person, so, you know, if you don't resonate with this, it's fine. But I really think that, like, how I see him, I see it as how God or the universe sees me and sees us and i think i want him to have everything and then i think god that must be how the universe sees us it must be that the universe or whatever you you personally believe in is like looking at you going i want you to have it i want you to have it i want you to have it and i think it's really beautiful to live in that way rather than in the doubt and all of the fear which we know feels very poopy and i lived there for many years but what I realized is it's not the truth. It feels bad and it's not the truth.
1: Amazing. So final question. I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you were able to create a life better than your dreams. Just a few things.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I trusted in my desires. I did. I think I am blessed with this is optimism like i always believe it's going to be better than it is now i just do i believe i'm going to have more money in the future than i do now like i everything even whenever i'm facing a challenge like you know i I shared this with you emily about how you know my i had things shift in my body and then i you know I, i gained weight and i like have i bought clothes in my closet for when i can i have a dress and i'm like i can't wait to wear this on stage i'm thinking that that's the possibility you know so i always look at the future as better than it could be better than it is now I have a lot of gratitude for now but I don't look in the future and like think it's gonna be the same or worse and I think that's such an important quality to helping me get here and then I took a lot of risks like I was very courageous I was willing to say yes I did a lot of things that I was Afraid of, simply because I knew I wanted what was at the end. For example, I wanted to be a public speaker. You guys, I used to have panic attacks at public speaking, so I know I seem confident, but that's the result of a lot of work. And I had this vision of me being on stages and all of that. So I signed up for public speaking training. I was literally shaking as I input the money. It was like six thousand dollars. I input the money. And that seemed like a lot at the time, too, and <laughs> I'm shaking. And I said, I know this is a good sign because that means what that, you know, that's on the other end. And then I did that. And then the next day I won a public speaking spot on stage for my coach at the time that was worth $12,000. And I believe that I, that was like the reward for saying, yes. So I believe if you're going to have a life that you really dream of, it requires a lot of courage. It requires courage that everyone has, but most people aren't actually accessing. You have to when you hit that fear that you know is only there because you're going to get what you want, you're moving towards what you want, you have to not let it stop you. You have to say, I call it yes to love, but it's really just like, I see that thing in the future that I want and I'm scared right now, but I'm going to say yes to it now in this present moment. And then, you know, ask for help, trust the
1: process and take the steps to get there. Because you feel into the future memory and that feels good. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. So I'm sure people are really curious about how they can find you how they can work with you. And I know you have a new opportunity coming out for people to even be trained by you. So tell us a little bit more. Um, I have a program coming up
0: called Rockstar Love Coach. I'm training women who want to be uh, very successful love coaches on how do you actually coach and then how do you build a successful coaching business. So that's coming up. And, you know, I have an eight-week program on finding love. I have a year-long program on finding love. Like, you know, if you want to find love, I can help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to build a love coaching business in particular, I can help you do that. But how you can find me and find out all about that is by going to my website. So that's loveworksmethod.com. You can find me on YouTube, just Google Nicole Moore Love. You'll find all my um, videos there.
1: Flirty Fridays. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. It's been such an honor. And everything you shared regarding relationships and love, I know that's going to be so helpful for all the women out there or men who are looking to find that that person that they've been dreaming about. And I feel like it's going to be helpful for women, um, people, I should say. Who are looking to follow their dreams because you're such an example of what's possible when you literally get out of the box or the cubicle and you take that chance. So, thank you so much for going for your dream and just being that inspiration. Mm, Thank you for having me. This was awesome. For everyone listening, remember you too can create a life that's better than your dreams. So, take action starting today. And I'll be back with you for another episode of the I Heart My Life Show very soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at I Heart My Life Now. And did you know, I'm on the radio every single day. Visit AmericaOutloud.com to download the Talk Radio app so you can tune in at 8 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. GMT.